From Ruth Shackelford's Diary, May 16, 1865. This morning, At bought a rifle for Frank, paid $20 for it. We only came eight miles to the big Ottawa and stopped to do our washing here. We came in company with five other wagons, some of At's acquaintances. We were glad to see them. I'm Jen Globius, and this is the Halanaki Deep Dive, a podcast about mapping and analysis for historical and archaeological research. In this episode, I'll discuss Atwell B. Gatewood and his family history, and then compare the Galloways, Shackelfords, and Gatewoods, since those are the three main families in Roos Diaries. Let's dive in. Atwell Bolcock Gatewood was the second son of Thomas Jefferson Gatewood and Francis Fanny Harding. He was born in 1829 in Stafford County, Virginia, which is located in the Tidewater portion of Virginia along the south shore of the Potomac River, and Stafford shares a small bit of its boundary with Culpeper County, so it's the two counties are adjacent. The Hardings were well-established in Stafford County, which we know from 1810 and 1820 census records for Fanny's father, Captain Enoch Harding. The records show a large family of nine in 1810 and 10 people in 1820 that enslaved human beings. So they had enslaved four people in 1810 and 11 people in 1820. The Gatewoods, on the other hand, don't appear in the 1810 Stafford County census but were probably from a nearby county, and I wasn't able to find which county where they would appear in 1810 or 1820. The 1830 census, though, shows Thomas and Fanny, who had been married, living together in Stafford County, Virginia, with two young boys under five, their sons, Henry and Atwell, as well as two enslaved males and one enslaved female. Their family continued to grow with the births of Enoch in 1831, Festus in 1833, Thomas Jefferson, or TJ, in 1834, and Mary in 1835, before they moved to Missouri in 1836. The Gatewoods moved to Boone County, Missouri, so like the the Shacklefords, they, they moved to Boone County, and probably to Columbia Township, where they were later living. The youngest Gatewood, Sarah, was born in 1838, the same year that Thomas Gatewood died. Boone County, Missouri court documents show that Thomas Gatewood's debts were paid out with interest before the remaining money was settled on Fanny. So at this point, in 1838, Fanny was on her own, raising seven children, with the oldest, Henry, only 12 years old. The 1840 census shows the family living in Columbia Township of Boone County with Fanny and her children, one enslaved female, and another female who may have been Mary Crosswhite, and I'm not sure who she was, but she was living with the household a decade later in 1850. The 1840s saw the Gatewoods moving in different directions. So Henry the Oldest ended up fighting in the Mexican-American War between 1846 and 1848. He was young in his early 20s at that point, and he served as a private in Company C of the Santa Fe Battalion, Missouri, Mounted Volunteers. But later, by 1848, Henry married Elizabeth McClintock in Boone County on December 14th, 1848. 
Meanwhile, the second son, Atwell Gatewood, in December 1847, along with Morgan Shackelford, witnessed Coleman Reed attack another man with a knife, and he later testified in court about the attack. On October 11th, 1848, so a few months before his older brother, Henry, Atwell Gatewood married Anne Eliza Shackelford in Boone County, Missouri. Now, I'm going to refer to Anne Eliza as Anne, but there's another record that refers to her as Eliza. So Anne was the oldest child of Morgan and Jane Shackelford and had been living in Boone County, Missouri since they had moved there from Virginia around 1842, so not as long as the Gatewoods. As mentioned in a previous episode, the Shackelfords had come from Culpeper County, which, as I said earlier, was adjacent to Stafford. So the two families possibly may have had common acquaintances, but they definitely had shared backgrounds. The 1850 census shows that At and Anne had their first child, Mary Jane, and were living in Clark County, Missouri, in the northeastern corner of the state. At had $500 of real estate at that point. In 1853, At purchased a 40-acre land patent that had been given to Stephen Denny, who had served as a private in the War of 1812. If you remember back to the episode about the Galloways, Rebecca Galloway had been on the opposite side of one of these transactions, where she had sold the patent that her husband Samuel was qualified for because he had served in the War of 1812, and she had sold that off presumably for money. So At and Anne and the rest of their family stayed in Clark County until 1865, and they seemed to be well-established there. Of course, in May of 1865, on actually May 1st, At and his family, along with Frank and Ruth Shackelford and others from Clark County, set off for California. And here's how one of At's great-grandsons described the trip. Quote, In the spring of 1865, they sold their holding in Missouri and started a disastrous trip to California. Eliza and three of the children died at different places during the more than six months journey. Mary Jane was buried in Wyoming, Anne Elizabeth in Utah, Jeffy in Nevada, and the the baby girl was buried in San Bernardino, end quote. During the trip, however, I just want to remind you that the Gatewoods and the Shackelfords acted as one unit. So as I mentioned in the quote from Bruce Diary in the intro, like at the very beginning of the trip, like at bought a $20 rifle for Frank. So not an inexpensive purchase. And at would help Frank with the cattle, with the oxen as they were going. And there was help back and forth. So really they were acting as one unit together. I just want to remind you of that. And of course that breaks down as the Gatewoods suffered so much loss with Ad's wife Anne dying in Utah and before that Mary Jane in Wyoming, little Jeffy um, in Nevada, and then their very youngest who was buried in San Bernardino. So she did not live long. But despite that disastrous trip, In 1868, the Shackelfords and Kirklands, along along with what was left of At Gatewood's family, so At and his sons, started back from Missouri, taking the southern route along the Butterfield Overland Mail route. 
they deviated from that route to spend time resting up in Hood County, Texas, near relatives of the Kirklands. And that's where At met and married his second wife, Emily Oxer. If you'd like to hear more about At's meeting Emily and their marriage, check out episode 15 in this season. So Ad and Emily started with the others towards Missouri, despite Emily's misgivings. She was from Texas. Her family was from Texas. She wanted to stay in Texas. And Ruth relates this, that Emily really didn't want to go to Missouri. She wanted to stay. So after reaching Dallas, so a week, like maybe over a week into their journey back to Missouri, the Gatewoods decided to stay in Texas while the Shacklefords and Kirklands continued on to Missouri. So evidently after that, the Gatewoods settled in Dallas for a year. So they stayed in Dallas. And then they purchased land in Tarrant County, east of Fort Worth, where they lived until 1878, when they purchased land in Boss County, so to the south of Hood County, and moved there. And they eventually had about either four or 500 acres of land that they farmed and ranched in Boss County. And they lived there until At and Emily got older. And then those two resettled in the town of Walnut Springs in Boss County. And they lived there, At lived until there until he died in 1919. So we have a story about the Gatewoods, who were very similar in many ways to the Shacklefords. And I just want to compare, to finish up, a comparison of the Shacklefords and Gatewoods, as well as the Galloways, so Ruth's family. And this gives us the families of the four main adults in their family unit on the 1865 trip. So you've got Ruth Galloway, you've got Frank and Annaliza Shackelford, and at Gatewood. So to start off with, the Shackelfords and Gatewoods both came from eastern Virginia, from Culpeper and Stafford counties, respectively. And they were both from families that enslaved people. And I do believe, I know that the Shacklefords, I don't know that Frank and Ruth ever enslaved anybody, but I'm pretty sure that At and Anne are listed that they had enslaved people. And I need to check that. I'm not completely sure about that fact, but I think that's what happened. I have one source that says it, but I couldn't find other documents to confirm. So they came from families that enslaved others in Virginia, but they weren't from the largest... Types. They were more middle of the road. Families that enslaved others, but did not keep like tens of human beings enslaved. In contrast, the Galloways moved from Kentucky to Boone County, Missouri. So they were also moving from a slave state and into the same county, Boone County. As far as I can tell, the Galloways did not ever seem to enslave a human being. And that might have been because they didn't have the opportunity. They didn't have the resources. So all three families ended up in Columbia Township of Boone County, Missouri. And as I related in the episode about the Galloways, the Galloways got there early and they basically grew up with the county. So they came just after the county had been established. So the Galloways reached Boone County in 1825. So a couple years after the county was established. And at that time, uh, the university, what became the University of Missouri, was starting to form. By the time the Gatewoods arrived around 1836, that was 
a decade later. And so the county would have been more settled. There would have been more established places as well. And then the Shackelfords arrived last in 1842, so about six years after the Gatewoods. And so coming later, I'm not sure, but I feel it's it's possible that Morgan Shackelford would have had to purchase land that had already been owned. He might have still had to clear it, but he didn't own that land for that long either. All right, continuing the comparison, Rebecca Galloway and Fanny Gatewood both lost their husbands in around the end of 1837, beginning of 1838. Their husbands' estates, court cases, are in the same book, like fairly close together. So Rebecca and Fanny were both left with farms to run and young children to raise. And neither woman seems to have remarried. So they kept their families together on their land, their farms producing, The 1850 agricultural census allows for a direct comparison between the three families. So Rebecca Galloway had the largest farm of 123 acres worth $720, while Fanny Gatewood's 80-acre farm was worth $400, and Morgan Shackelford's 50-acre farm was worth $300. So Rebecca Galloway had the largest farm and it was worth the most. And that makes sense since the Galloways were among the earliest sellers in the county. So they had been able to purchase land relatively cheaply. And so that explains why it was largest. And they'd been able to make improvements for the longest, like clearing the land and developing it to be cultivated. Coming later, the Gatewoods and Shackelford possibly had to pay more for previously owned land. It also seems like the Gatewoods and Shackelfords were not as tied to their land in Boone County as the Galloways. So Fanny Gatewood must have sold off her land by 1860, since in the 1860 census, it shows that she was living with her eldest son, Henry's family, in Monroe County. And At had long left for Clark County, so he'd been in Clark County for about a decade by that point. So Morgan Shackelford sold his land in Boone County and moved to... Callaway County shortly before his death in 1855. So he'd had the land for shortly, for slightly more than a decade, and then he sold it and moved to a different farm. And by the time of his death, Morgan's two oldest sons, CM and Frank, were living in Shelby County. So they had actually left and pursued other careers. So CM first becoming a cabinet maker, then a pharmacist, and Frank also learning carpentry. And this is the pattern for both of these families. So they don't seem to inherit that land that their families have been holding, and instead they go off on their own. So Henry Gatewood goes off to Monroe County, At Gatewood goes off for Clark County. The next son, I think, goes on to become a printer. So none of them work towards keeping that land, which I find really interesting. And this is in contrast with Rebecca Galloway and the Galloways in general. So Rebecca Galloway would hold on to that land in Boone County and then pass it on to her eldest son, Robert. And most of Rebecca Galloway's children, except for Ruth and her brother, William, and William was born in Kentucky and he goes back to Kentucky. But except for those two, the rest of Rebecca Galloway's children would remain in Boone County for the rest of their lives. While the Gatewoods and Shackelfords didn't have that same connection to Boone County. And I mean, coming later, 
not putting as much time into the land, not settling as closely. So Ruth's uh, sisters, like they marry farmers in Boone County. So they, they just settle there. And the Gatewoods and Shackelfords didn't do that. And I do wonder how much that that pattern would have been different. So the Galloways had come from Kentucky where they had been for a little while and then they settle in Boone County. And they're there for almost 20 years before Samuel Galloway passes away. And at that point, then it ends up that that Re- that Rebecca Galloway stays and she takes care of the land and she keeps the family together. So I wanted to go through this comparison because I wanted to think a little more deeply about these families and what it means. So Ruth, who wanted to stay... And I talked about earlier in the episode about her and about the Galloways, about women on the trails, on the Western trails in their diaries. They often wanted to stay home. They didn't necessarily want to go. And Ruth definitely had that yearning for her home and to stay home and or to develop a new home. And she really doesn't get that. She ends up in Shelby County uh, with Frank, where they live for the better part of a decade, and then by 1865, they've left Shelby County, and they go to Clark County, and I'm not sure how long they were in Clark County before they left with the Gatewoods for California in May of 1865, and then they get to California after this horrible journey where the Gatewoods, as the great-grandson said, they were, it was disastrous for them, for their family, and they only stay in San Bernardino for a little over two years. So no home settled there. And then they set out for Missouri, going through Texas. There's no settling. And then Rue finally gets a home where Frank would end up living for the rest of his life. And she dies two years later, giving birth to twins. So she didn't really get that. The Shacklefords don't quite have that. The rest of them, so Frank's older brother, CM, like he does settle himself in Shelby County, but he moves to a different town in Shelby County later on. So that there's that going on. Um, his younger brother, Rufus, who served in the war, he ends up in Colorado later. And the same thing for the Gatewoods, like they end up in different places. Atts' older brother, Henry, he's in Monroe County for a while, but by 1870, he's living in Illinois near Springfield, near the capital. And so their family seem, their, both of their families just seem to, they move apart through time. While the Galloways, they were like, all right, we have settled here and this is where we're settling, except for um, Ruth's brother, William, who does go back to Kentucky. So I'm not sure if there is that much of a difference, but I just feel there's a bit of a difference. All right, now for some end notes. Most of the information in this episode comes from census records, including the highly informative 1850 census, which was the first to actually list names of people in the household instead of just listing the head of the household and giving counts of people at different age ranges. The 1850 census also included Schedule 2, which listed the people who had enslaved other people. So it would list enslaved people and their characteristics as well as as who had enslaved them. 
And there is also this lovely Schedule 4 agricultural census, which allowed me to do a direct comparison of the Galloways, Gatewoods, and Shacklefords, at least based on their land in Boone County. The listing for the 1848 case in which Morgan Shackelford and At Gatewood were witnesses is available online through the Missouri Digital Heritage website on the Missouri Secretary of State's webpage. There weren't any interesting cases involving the Gatewood or Harding families back in Virginia, unfortunately, so I didn't have any fun, interesting uh, family history that I could glean from any of those, like I was able to see from the Shackelfords. Boone County court records are available online, and the court proceedings for Thomas Gatewood and Samuel Galloway's estates both start in Book D. They go on for a few years. They reach at least the next book. And I think since Book D ends in 1848, which is the year in which they both died, um, so they go onwards. Boone County marriage records are also available online, and of course I'll put the links for all of these in the show notes. Uh, Bureau of Land Management GLO records provided the information that at Gatewood must have purchased land granted to a veteran of the War of 1812. And if you're doing any research in a state that has BLM records like this, which is not, it doesn't work for most of the eastern states, but like west, like starting with Ohio and then west from there, um, definitely check those because you might be able to find something fun. The book Land and People, A History of Boss County, Texas, included a biography of Atwell Gatewood, written by his great-grandson, Gordon Gatewood, which had the passage I read about the 1865 trip. And that's where Anne Elizabeth Shackelford is referred to as Eliza, um, just so you know. And it included details I wasn't able to find elsewhere about At and Emily's life in Texas. So the part about living in Dallas for a year and Fort Worth in Tarrant or near Fort Worth in Tarrant County, I hadn't been able to find that information elsewhere. I did know that they lived in Boss County. And that came from the information that history of Hood County that I referenced in the episode about Hood County. But that book, uh, Land and People, A History of Boss County, Texas, can be read online on the Texas History website. And of course, a link will be provided. So in the next episode, I'll look at the Rhines. So they're the family that traveled with the Shacklefers and Gatewoods from Clark County to San Bernardino. But then they settled in California, staying there. But they, get, they were also close with those two families, and so I wanted to talk about them in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Email questions or comments to deepdive at helenaki.com or ask them on the Helenaki Deep Dive Facebook page. Show notes with links to resources mentioned in this episode are available at helenaki.com. That's H-E-L-O-N-A-K-I dot com. You can also find ways to support the show, now including merch, such as t-shirts, mugs, and stickers with the Helenaki Deep Dive logo. And you can find those at helenaki.com slash support. My thanks to Patreon supporter at the geospatial analyst level, Leah Varel. Your support keeps the Helenaki Deep Dive going. The Helenaki Deep Dive is written and produced by me, Jen Globius of the Helenaki. The theme music is Deep Ocean Instrumental by Dan O of danosongs.com. Additional sounds from zapsplat.com. Thanks for listening.